The bids are in, the gavel is dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right, this is WineBid's podcast dedicated to all things wine value, wine retail, wine auctions, and just wine. My name is Jeff McGurn. I'm on the WineBid marketing team. With me, as always, is Paul Walker, the savant of San Giovese. That's right. Paul is our wine expert. He knows everything there is to know about wine, especially Italian varietals. Uh, he really knows his stuff. Is, varietal is an adjective, not a noun. Don't forget it. Sorry. He's also I'm our... I'm start correcting you immediately. Oh, he's also our grammar expert, apparently. <laughs> expert. That's what we're going to call it. Today, of course, is our... Um, not an expert. Not an expert. But I will correct Jeff and all the mistakes that he makes, including yeah. uh, the word Sangiovese it has an E on the end. You pronounce the E on the end of Sangiovese. Uh-huh. Maybe you do. Because <laughs> you mispronounce it. So this is our this is our uh, auction recap episode, uh, and we're gonna be going through some of the stuff that sold last week. Uh, we're gonna start off with stuff that saw a lot of action. Let's jump right into this 2014 Bruno Colleen Chassagne Montrachet uh, Les uh, Chenevot. I'm sure I'm butchering that, no, but this is too bad. I've heard more. Uh, nine bids over fifty five to ninety five. So, yeah, it's interesting. There were there were some other 14 Bruno Colon wines in not long ago, and they're already going for more with just a couple of months, you know, maybe three or four months ago, I want to say. And, you know, it's interesting because everyone's talking about prices or softening this and that, you know, but for rare wines from obviously great white burgundy vintages, almost 10 years now. That's you know it's gonna, things are going to continue I think to creep up especially I think at fifty five was 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 pretty low to start with so well, I also wonder if there's a part of this where you see if there's a softening at the very top end of the market that mm-hmm. that pushes some folks to buy stuff that's a little bit more affordable and so you might see some growth uh, in certain areas of the middle and lower end of the market I mean that's pushing you know printer crew. Let's just call it second tier producer, you know, Burgundy into that's just about a hundred bucks. I mean, after commission and tax and shipping, it's it's gonna be 120 bucks or something. And so that's kind of that's starting to get get into a more serious price range. However, you're right. I think you know, when you're talking about the really expensive stuff softening a bit, it does boost some of these these other examples that look like, well, they look like relative deals when they start at 55 bucks a bottle. So well, yeah, re- relative to Domain Loire. <laughs> you know, God knows. all the like, other you know, big shot white producers. I mean, yeah, these great wines for sure. It's not that I'm not saying second tier, meaning it's the quality level is is low by any means, but they're not at the same range as some of the, yeah, the, you know, ridiculous level white producers or any any white, red, whatever. Let's jump over to uh, Bordeaux. Yes, yeah, like our everlasting topic of expensive Sauvignon Blanc. And this yes. one is pretty interesting because this also, you know, this it is 10 years old. And uh, Smith Olafique, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like one of those wines where the younger vintages, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm always curious about this. Seems to be like something that's 10 year. I mean, yeah, okay. It's probably fully mature. It's probably drinking great, but I don't get why, <laughs> you know, and there are two bottles in this lot too. It wasn't just a single bottle, but both bottles got bit up almost to 90 bucks a piece. 
So, you know, that's pretty wild. And obviously, this is a record for this wine. I think maybe back a while ago, it did sell for more than this, which to me is always strange. But, you know, more recent vintages are, yeah, well, they're not cheap. So I guess, yeah, I guess they're all kind of over 100. Wow, the 15th, 175. So I guess compared to other recent vintages within the last 10 years, this is a relative deal. But that did seem like a lot to me. I don't know. I, I was looking at like, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't hear a lot of people saying like, oh, I got to get my hands on some Olafite, Smith Olafite Blanc, right? Like, and they, I, they I do make, no, they, they've always made a great white wine. A lot know? of great white wines made in, in, in Bordeaux, right? Right. But, but their, their white has stood out you know especially and so i think it's 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 a notable wine it's kind it's not on the same quality as like la mission blanc or la, even la rive Opion blanc but it's quite good in this and there's a few other there's a few other producers i think that are doing wines of this you know sort of well especially two from pesach you know from pesach the, the white wines from there are, i think are more well respected than some of the white wines produced in like in Koyak or, you know, or other parts of the Medoc. These are more serious. But anyway, I, I was just surprised to see that much activity, 65 to, to almost 90 bucks a piece. 97 KU's Columbia Valley Syrah got eight. <laughs> yeah, that's bids. interesting, right? Eight <laughs> bids, taking from 40 to 114. Whoa. That's this is wild because, yeah, you can buy newer vintage Kai's wines all the time for less than 100 bucks by far. So that was pretty crazy. I think that's just rarity factor. It's got to be rarity factor. I think it's got, I mean, the last time we sold it was in 08 for $35. Yeah. So just not a bottle you see very often. Okay, we've got this uh, 2020 Costa Brown uh, Javry Chambertine, which got eight bids, taking it from 65 to 84. Yeah, that's really interesting because there are, I think, a couple of other Burgundies from Coast Brown from the 2020 vintage. I don't know if they made any of these before this. I get, as Jeff likes to say, I'm an expert, but I'm not. So I don't, I know they made a Pomard, I think, from 2020. Uh, but I don't know where else. Anyway, very interesting to see Burgundy from a California producer. You don't see that every day. I don't know if they transported the juice. Did they bottle it in Europe? Did they bottle it here at the winery? You know what the story is. But they added five bottlings from France's Burgundy, Burgundy region to their portfolio. Uh, what does that mean? Was the fruit brought over in a boat in a plane? Did they, you know, did they bottle it there? What, like, what happened? I'm curious. You're looking for some specifics on... Uh, I'm just it, curious, yeah, how it works. Because I know that, who was it? I think it was Ancien made a wine years and years ago called Par Avion. They flew the fruit over an airplane. That's why they called it that. But apparently it was kind of done without, you know, permits or done without sort of import. It looks so so it I'm looks, curious as to, how, to what the what the deal is with this. But I, we can figure it out. It's not so, so it's looking like, okay, they got Javry Chambertin, Bone, Pomard, Volnay, Merceau. Okay, so they made a whole range. It sounds like, the way they're, they're saying it, it sounds like they made it in Burgundy. Because they, they, okay. okay. they keep saying, like, making wines in Burgundy. Yeah, I, I wish I saw the back label because I'm sure there's an import 
label on it unless they were responsible for that. And then they, they're just selling it out at the winery or on the mailing list or something. But anyway, that's cool. It's I wonder, I think the, the Pomard was in last week too. I was going to look that up. Anyway, cool to see. Definitely. I'm surprised definitely. that it got, they've got multiple bids too. I mean, definitely. Well, I mean, I, this is super interesting and, you know, I, I'd be super curious to give it a try. We had this Miani Chardonnay. Yeah. The, so the Miani wines are cool. I was going to say we had really interesting examples of white wines that got bid up, including the Miani Chardonnay, the Stony Hill, and then the Smith Lafitte Blanc. Because the Miani stuff is always very expensive. The Friolano, I don't know. Did you see how that got bid up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch. I mean, like, well, double the 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 yeah, double double the reserve. <laughs> du- yeah, doubled on the reserve, which is it's, this is great. So I don't know if you've had these wines before. They're very very good. I think they're you know maybe overpriced, but everybody says everything's overpriced. But I don't know. They're they're very very good wines, and the white wines I, I've tried more than the reds. The reds are I'm not familiar with them, but anyway, excellent excellent stuff. And every time they hit, they seem to get you know, some pretty serious action. So, I mean, you know, go out, buy a few thousand cases and then you can <laughs> ride that investment train. And then every time, you know, they oh, that's right. <laughs> Jeff's wine investment expertise. That's right. That's here. right. You just buy like 10,000 cases of Miami Chardonnay, right? <laughs> um, the Stony- Isn't that what Gallo just did? They just bought a whole bunch of Chardonnay. They just bought a Rombauer. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> or you could buy your own back. 2013 Stony Hill, which you mentioned, that one we had five bottles. Yeah, it's like $35 reserve is like criminally low. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, this wine is like eternally underrepresented at auction, I think, because it's so good. It's just a phenomenal producer and been making wines, traditional methods forever. And they, they aged for a long time. I've recalled like, vintages from the 90s that i had like i don't know five ten years ago that were still just amazing so not surprised here although there were five of them which is kind of interesting and, and well, all, all of them got bid just, up and about 55 keep, bucks keep but even on. so like 55 bucks for that at auction it's high quality wine it's it's very very good it's uh, so the last time we sold it was in june of 2022 and it went for 35 bucks no because we just sold like i think other vintages as well, like the 11. And I mean, I guess it's been a little while. It's been a year for most of them, but you're right. They're mostly between 35 and 45 bucks. So that, that is kind of interesting to see it get bit up. Starting to get some traction there. Uh, 2016 Castello, Romy Torrio, Brunello de Montalcino, uh, seven bids took uh, three of them from 40 to 60 bucks. Um, and all three sold. So a little bit of action there in Italy. And then I thought this was interesting. This 03 domain, uh, Ramonet, Prini, Montmarche, uh, Champagnet went, uh, seven bids here from 95 to 230. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That's a tricky vintage for white wines, but hey, maybe somebody knows that this wine is great. I mean, Ramonet is a phenomenal producer, but that's a big jump. That is a big, solid jump. Now, if you had bought 100,000 cases, <laughs> oh gosh, you would have doubled your money. More than doubled your money. I'm Just, trying to see if there's production numbers on the bottles. It's, it's, it's going to be like 
probably uh, 500 cases. cases produced a year. If that, <laughs> if that, there's probably just a couple barrels for gosh sake. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a serious. I mean, that's a serious jump from 95 to 230. That's no joke. No, that is, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I would pick another vintage. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, too Let's switch over to some of the heavy hitters. Okay. So, I mean, we had last week just, a, uh, we had two, uh, three bottle lots of Screegal, Screaming Eagle sell. Yeah, there was a lot of Screaming Eagle in last week, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of it moved. Sure. A lot of Screaming Eagle in last week, a bunch in this week. Uh, we had the 15 cab. The three bottle lot sold for eighty eight thirty five, and the twenty nineteen cap three bottle lot sold for eighty two ninety five. We had this twelve bottle lot of ninety eight Mouton OWC that yeah. sold for sixty three sixty. I thought that was a really interesting buy for someone. We had this O uh, five DRC Latash that sold for fifty four fifteen, and a O four Loire. Uh, Corton Charlemagne, which sold for fifty three hundred, and two bids to the ninety five uh, three bottle original wooden case of Harlan Estate uh, took it from thirty four fifty to hammer at thirty six fifty, and of course, as you mentioned, more fifteen single bottle Spriggle for twenty eight hundred, twenty twenty for forty four eighty. And then the 09 for 2690. And then we got an 89. I think the 2020, that was two bottles. It was, I think it was 2240 uh, each for the 2020. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. 2240. Just uh, a lot for, for a tricky That'd tricky be a lot for a single. Image. 1989, Obreon, two bids took it from 1680 to yeah, over 2180. Whoa. 2180. That's no joke. That wine keeps just creeping up. It's just wild. It makes the 90 now look really cheap. <laughs> yeah. The 90, yeah, 90 is still under a thousand dollars. I mean, holy moly, 2180. That's. I mean, you're and you're looking at and then like it's interesting to see then like right below it you have a 14 DRC Eshizo, right for 2165. So it does seem like there's more and more value uh, in in Bordeaux, I guess comparatively. Maybe. <laughs> I don't well, know. yeah. I mean, especially if you're looking at young vintages now, it's just crazy how inexpensive those still seem to me, you know, to be 18s, 19s. They still seem very inexpensive compared. I agree. I agree with you. Like, I, I think they're still just a tremendous deal. And I'm always totally, that totally. they haven't like week up. after week, week after week, they keep coming through and they're not getting bit up. And I'm just really surprised. I think, I mean, yeah, it might take a few years, but. They will, they'll go up for sure, well, especially just the high, high quality wines, you know, and if you get a chance to taste them, that's all the better. So, you know, you know what you like, but still, I mean, there's a lot of great deals there. What else you got? A couple other, yeah, well, there's a couple other like auction high hammers that we featured. I always like to bring those up. This Palacios La Faraona was one that's crazy too. The 2020 hammered at 615. Um, that wine's never cheap. Speaking of Spain, these Commando Rumbo wines, I'm very curious about these. I've never tasted them. They're very expensive. 19 Commando Rumbo Al Norte Garnacha for 615 as well. Let's see. There's a mag of 89 to Cam hammered at 805, which is pretty serious. Uh, 84 came a special selection hammered at 425. 
that wine keeps going up too. I think some of those mid eighties Camus wines are just amazing. 84 is very, very good. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that go up. 16 Bryant hammered at 595. Had a bunch of Harlan in last week too. 09 Louis Cowion Bienvenue Batard at 490 was quite a bit. 04 Dom Perignon P2 at 400. Uh, 83 Grange, Penfolds Grange at 430. 18 Promontory hammered for over a thousand, 1035. So that stuff keeps going up too, which is interesting. It's kind of following in the footsteps of Harlan there, but definitely, definitely doing better than Bond did after, you know, after, at least in terms of how long after that label was, was created. I, I don't, I think it's, I don't know, it's probably about 10, 10 years of vintages now, but anyway, interesting to see the 18 go for over a thousand. So a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. And with that, that wraps up our auction and recap. This has been uh, Paul Walker and Jeff Guerin wishing you uh, happy bidding and cheers. Cheers. Cheers.